The podcast explosion is bringing big business opportunities for virtual assistants and side hustle seekers who want to become podcast managers. I'm Kara Tannenbaum, host of the Pod Squad Show, and I invite you to join me each week where I interview podcast managers and podcast hosts to go behind the scenes for the best podcasting tips, tools, and business advice for building and growing a podcast management business. Each episode contains powerful information to help you niche down your services, position yourself as an expert in this industry, and provide valuable production support that is in high demand by podcast owners. Let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. This is Kara. Welcome to the Pod Squad Show. You know, when you meet someone and your conversation leaves you feeling super energized and excited, I have one of those conversations to share with you today. In this week's podcast, you'll meet Jessica Andrade, a podcast manager and recent transplant from Washington State to Spain. Like so many in our community, the pandemic wreaked havoc on Jessica's career as a hairdresser in San Francisco. In fact, she left work one day last spring and never returned as salons closed that weekend. Hear her tell the story of all the things that align just right for her to launch the successful podcast management business that she runs today. Plus, get ready because we're pulling back the curtain on an incredibly valuable service you might want to consider for your podcast management business. Jessica's energetic and adventurous approach to her business is a wonderful shot of enthusiasm for anyone on the fence about whether podcast management is right for you. And as you listen to this episode, make sure you stay to the end when we pull back the curtain on guest management. This is a service that, without a doubt, saves podcasters literal hours every week, puts you in a can't-do-it-without-you role for your clients, and is one of the most high-demand services prospective clients will happily pay for. Hi, Jessica. It is so wonderful to have you on the show today. Hi, Kara. Thanks for having me. Good morning to you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Coffee in hand. I am thrilled to delve into a little bit of you about how you became a, a podcast manager, but you just moved to Spain. Is that right? Yes. We got here a little over three weeks ago, so almost a full month. And wow. it's been crazy, beautiful out here. (laughs) I bet. And where did you move from? We were in Washington state in a small town in Washington state. So we were just riding out the pandemic and surrounded by mountains. (laughs) Uh, You really lived out the term digital nomad, huh? Oh, for like seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I love that in our industry, we can really have laptop. We'll travel and be able to go and relocate and you can still keep your business up and running without a lot of kinks. It's just is a seamless transition. Yeah, one of the main reasons why working online is, has been so attractive to so many people, especially after the pandemic of us losing kind of desk jobs and then being able to explore this new online world. I know. Is that what happened to you? Were you working a desk nine to five and uh, during the pandemic? I have been a licensed hairstylist since 2011, so okay. I. I had been doing hair at a downtown salon in San Francisco and it was so strange. There is a, it was me and my boyfriend's birthday weekend. And I remember telling my boss, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to take, um, take off early today. 
I'll be back after the weekend. And so I go away. We have our birthdays. And right on my birthday, the news comes out that the salons cannot open again. Mm. And so, oh my goodness. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> exactly. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? And the 2020, as we know it, as we all are well aware. So at that point, what did you do? Um, so I luckily, yeah, I was shocked for a few months, but I had luckily gotten a digital marketing degree online right before I got oh. that salon job. Wow. So I was really interested in that. I knew I wanted to work online if I wasn't didn't have a job to go into into every day or I was even thinking about doing social media management for other salons. I was still thinking in the realm of hair. But then when this happened, I was like, like what actually interests me? The biggest part was helping business owners. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a VA. I know for sure I'm gonna be a VA in something. Struggled a little in the beginning, figure out what do I really want to do and who do I really want to help. And then I had seen a coach who was advertising her services, like just helping VAs kind of niche down and get get their apps together. But I had also seen that she started off in podcast management. And I was like, for sure. I think, yeah. So I think that's what a, one of the hardest but most crucial components when you start in the virtual assistant world is really figuring out all this, exactly what you want to do. You probably have a lot more skills than you, you really want to do do. You can do a lot, but what do you really want to do? And then finding out who that ideal client is going to be. Who are you going to actually be serving? And that can be tough for a lot. It's not an easy decision. It molds your branding, all of your marketing, all of your copy, really everything, your social media. So otherwise you're trying to talk to everyone and that doesn't work. So it was the coach who was in podcast management. Did you ask the coach a little bit more about how to become one? And and that's the direction you took with your coaching? Yeah. Like I, I took her, her course. It was just like maybe two hours of us talking and halfway through I mustered up the courage to be allowed to be a VA at this point, but I wanted to ask you about your experience with podcast management and her eyes lit up. I was like, oh, wow, this is, she was, oh my God, I'm so glad you asked. And she, she just talked with such enthusiasm about it and how amazing it can be for people starting off and people who have a really defined interest in podcasting. And I was like, oh, that sounds just, that's exactly what I want to do. How did you go from the digital marketing experience and working in the hair um, and beauty industry to learning the skills uh, for podcast management. I had luckily also a couple of years back been a YouTube manager for a company. Yeah. (laughs) So that translated well. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, really, really well. And I'd always just put it in my back pocket of just, oh, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to do with these skills. I'm not much of a, a talker myself. So I don't know if I can do YouTube myself. So I had all these skills managing writers, voiceover people, and video editors, and working with people off of Upwork. And I was just like, I know how to do these things, but I don't know where to put them. So as mm-hmm. soon as I got that, my arrow in the right direction, I was like, I know how yes. to do all this. <laughs> Yes. It all comes back. It's all cumulative. All those skills you've learned and gotten and put in your back pocket. Now it was meant to be. It (laughs) It was was meant to be. Wow. That's so cool. And okay. So you're working with the coach. You decide on your niche. 
things are ready to rock and roll. How did you go about finding clients? I have. How do you still find clients? Yeah. (laughs) That's one of the biggest and hardest things people struggle with. For me, I just picked Instagram as my medium to work off of. I think it's can be very daunting when people tell you, okay, you need three social media platforms that you're counseling on. You need to be like working off of LinkedIn and in Facebook groups. And I had to just be like, okay, I'm just going to be on Instagram. (laughs) So I started talking to other podcast people on Instagram and I was messaging people, commenting on their stuff. And I started getting referrals and people in my DMs. I feel the same way you do where I really like to interact and engage is on Instagram. And I have not met anybody or spoken to any other podcast manager who has not gotten clients through referrals from their Instagram engagement. I guess that's where a lot of potential podcasters or the podcasters who want Mm -hmm. to outsource and referrals have just been like the main way to get the clients. Now you get one or two and then it spirals from there. And I found that compared to other niches, podcast Mm -hmm. management isn't as tough to get clients because the podcasting industry is exploding and it's not easy to produce a podcast week over week. You need help. There's a lot of steps involved. Mm -hmm. So that's great for us because (laughs) it just becomes easy to fill our client list and help others create amazing podcasts and be consistent every with producing one. So when did you actually pull the trigger? Probably around September of last year, I started really getting more into it. Yeah, yeah. And what are you um, loving about being a podcast manager? I love being the kind of bones of it all. I love <laughs> when uh, of someone else is the face of a business, but I, when they come back to me, I couldn't have done it without you. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Ah, yes. <laughs> I yeah. love being able to help someone kind of focus on the thing that they love about it because I'm not much of a talker. For sure. What services do you offer? So one of my most popular packages is a package that includes it's a monthly deal. So five episodes a month. Each episode would be edited, transcribed. I'll write show notes for them, um, an audiogram per episode, and up to three hours of emailing with guests or get guest coordination. And you can split the guest coordination into getting guests for your podcast or putting the host on as a guest on other podcasts. Oh, that's excellent. What a fabulous <laughs> package. That just saved a podcaster, I don't know, five, six hours. Yeah. Yeah, that is a very popular package. Tell me a little bit more about the guest management piece, because I found that I get a lot of questions about that. How can I offer guest management when so much is automated? Now, Mm -hmm. I know what I do as a podcaster. I know that I put in a good deal of guest management because I want to not just send someone to a calendar link. Yes. If I can't, I'd like to introduce myself, but what kind of services have you been offering for someone who is looking for guest management and getting guests for their show, not necessarily guesting on a podcast? So for that, I come up with a spreadsheet of guests, if they don't have any guests in mind, of guests that could be good possibilities. I gather whatever their ideas are for guests 
and then research their bios, make sure they are a right fit for them, just so nothing comes up strange during the interviews that are is surprising sure, yeah. to the podcasters. <laughs> and then I send out a, you know, a mass email to people. It saves podcasters time because I can be emailing like 20 people a week sometimes. <laughs> they email you all throughout the day. So I just take that off of people's hands. And then once people seem really interested in getting the interview, the, either the podcast host will have their own list of a questionnaire. And so I've had the um, experience of dealing with the guest's assistant and having to get on a phone call with the assistant and walk her through the questions for the guests. So I'm saving podcasters that kind of um, time of having to go through. (laughs) Absolutely. How do do you get their email address? How do you email on their behalf? Or do you email from your email address and say, I am podcasters, uh, you know, podcast manager, and I'm reaching out to you to be a guest? Or do you actually use their email address as if you're emailing from them? So I'll use my email address, but I'll always end it in a little stamp of what my name would be. So it'd be like my full name, my job description, podcast manager. And then underneath it, it will say the podcast name dash um, podcast host name. And yeah, I think that's such an important piece of finding the right guest that's going to be a good fit, but it does take some time for sure help a podcaster with several hours a week just to get the guests scheduled and prepped for the interview. And then a lot of times afterwards, sending out all of the assets for them to help promote it on their end. Mm-hmm. Plus, if they want to go over any analytics of the show and mm-hmm. have that explained to them as far as what their reach was like for their episode, that can bring so much value and save a lot of time for the podcast or just that one service <laughs> that, that you <laughs> offer. What advice would you give for an aspiring podcast manager who wants to get started in this industry um, on how to jump in and what kind of setup that they would need? I think I would just say, just get started. I think a lot of the times we research and we never start (laughs) and it holds us back so much or I don't know how to audio edit and I don't know how to write show notes. We'll just start, have Mm -hmm. a a Mm -hmm. podcast that's already on air write show notes that you would have written if you were their podcast manager. You don't have to have a client right away. Just start doing it and get comfortable with doing things. If you don't know how to edit, record your own little janky podcast on your phone. Edit that (laughs) to your best ability and keep doing it until you're familiar with whatever program you're using. So you feel comfortable when you take on clients. If you've never done this before. Yeah, I think perfectionism gets in the way of a lot of us just getting started, but Mm -hmm. you won't learn any skills and get better until you're actually doing it. Before we wrap up, please tell us how we can find you on Instagram. It's my name, Jesse C. Andrade. And I am mostly on Instagram right now. Do you like to do reels and stories? Do you have any parting words of wisdom about marketing on Instagram? I haven't done them recently because since I've been traveling, but Mm -hmm. yes, getting on your stories and right now reels is going to be the most important thing for you and your page. Don't be afraid to be in front of a video. 
Oh, yes. Just talk about what you know and don't worry about being the most beautiful or being the most perfect. Just talk about what you know and the clients will come for you for your expertise. Absolutely. That's great advice because I've seen a lot of reels that are, are anything but perfect. They seem to get a lot of engagement when, I've, when mm-hmm. I'm scrolling through and I see someone is doing a reel from their kitchen. You can see the refrigerator behind them. Yeah. You can see the cereal boxes on the counter. Mm-hmm. and But there, it's the content that they're providing is awesome and it's so helpful. And that's what's getting a lot of engagement. People just want to see their experts talking about what they know about so that they can get the most out of either 30 second video or 10 second video. Um, It's all about content. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much, Jessica, for being on here today. I really appreciate it and keep up the great work. Thank you so much for having me, Kara. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Pod Squad Show. You can find all the links and resources that we talked about in the show notes on my website, thepodsquadcollective.com. I appreciate you so, so much. And I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. They do matter, so thank you for taking the time. And hey, while you're there, I hope you'll follow me because I've got some great content coming up next week for you. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to serving you next week.